New York City's police department is imploding. They've had 2,500 people quit just this year. They've had a thousand people quit that haven't reached their tenure and getting their retirement package. People are just saying, nope, I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. And now what you've got going on is because New York City, you know, sanctuary said, hey, look at us, we're true signal. And they took on so many thousands of people, it has completely obliterated their budget. Now they're having to cut like $4 billion from the budget. Police department, one of the whacks they've made. What's the impact on New York City going to look like during a time of increased crime? Let's get into it. Here we go. New York City Mayor Eric Adams was elected largely because he ran as a moderate who would be tough on crime. Yeah, he, 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 that was as, as how he was built, right? But he's essentially, he's, he's a Democrat, so he's going to take on that sanctuary city thing and he's going to wear that proud badge of honor until such time as, oh, yeah, that whole thing about the budget? Oh, yeah. So about that budget, um, yeah, it's not looking good. Got to be honest, it's not looking good. Numbers are down, numbers are down. Revenue not going up, not increasing, not increasing. We're going to have to whack some of the cops. Not physically. We're going to have to cut them. And by that, I mean, we're not hiring anymore. We're going to put a freeze on things. I'm sure this will be fine during a crime epidemic, right? Now, the embattled mayor is facing challenge after challenge, not the least of which is that his New York City Police Department is imploding. And he doesn't even have the funds to run and hire from his own police academy due to the expenses stemming from the migrant crisis. Yeah. Why? Why again? Why again are these sanctuary cities taking on hundreds of thousands of people when they can't take care of their own home budget? Why is that happening? Yeah. If you could get back to me on that, that'd be great. I'd love it. <laughs> Let me know in the comments why you think this is happening. He is slashing $4 billion from the city services in order to pay for taking care of the illegal immigrants who have flooded New York due to its sanctuary policies. Wheels, wheels have come off the cart on this, folks. It is so clear. Yeah, this isn't working out. But this is, this is the policy that we talk about. Terrible public policy. Hey, we're going to virtue signal all day long. Here's what we're going to do. It's going to be great. We're all going to sing Kumbaya. And then that little thing of the budget comes along. Oh, good Lord. That's, this isn't good. Could somebody rerun these numbers again? I need a secondary call on these. These, these numbers got a lot of red in them. This isn't good. This isn't good. And I don't mean Republican. So New York City is frozen hiring in the New York Police Department, which begs the question, what do losses look like? Over 2,500 New York City cops have quit this year. Okay. They got a lot of cut. Man, could we sense, could we send some of those to Seattle? Oh, that's just me personally talking. Yeah. Over 2,500 New York City cops have quit this year. 10,000 since 2020. 10,000. That's an insane number of cops. My first thought there was, okay, see, but how many of you hired? You know, because you need that net number. Uh, these are gross numbers of quit, right? I bet you it's not, it's not great because any of the numbers I've seen have just been, what was it? Uh, 
Portland Police Bureau, their <laughs> party of eight, party of eight was their most recent police academy um, graduating class. So, yeah, New York City is bleeding out cops. And now you've got a situation where you can't hire on any more on because the budget doesn't allow. New York City has the largest police force in the United States. Well, they also got a big population, but they have historically always really kept up on policing because, you know, people need policing in order to feel safe. So going back to that whole broken window thing, broken window, Rudy Giuliani, but one thing that isn't mentioned is how many cops they hired during that time period to clean up the streets. It was, it was in the thousands and they did it. And that's, that's essential. They got con- back control of the city. Now you're in the exact same situation in 2024 where you're not going to have the budget to run all this stuff. So oh, we decided to be a sanctuary city and that is not looking like a wise decision. Over 2,500 police officers have left the New York police department. At least 2,516 officers left since 2023, the fourth highest number over the past 10 years. New York Post reported, citing pension data from the department, the department saw over 1,000 officers decide to quit before they became eligible for their pension after 20 years of service. So they're just basically saying, yeah, I'm not sticking it out. I'm not waiting for things to turn around. I'm out of here. I don't want to be a cop anymore. I'm done Tired of being treated this way, I'm done. The workload is a leading factor driving people away from the job. Now, that's because if you don't have the number of police officers to do the job safely, safely, then you just squeeze your existing police force and you just have everybody work enormous amounts of overtime. Well, not everybody's down with that game because you've defunded the police and you've created a situation where policing has just been demonized as an occupation. Not everybody's down with that, including New York City's finest. Who would have thought? Oh, they're real people after all. They have feelings. They don't want to work tons and tons of overtime. They want to be with their families. They want to go do stuff with their wife. What? Hey, now. Uh, they need to be out there providing public safety, even though we went through these gyrations of defund the police, ACAB, right? I'm reading Jason Rance's book. It's um, it's a good book. It's from his perspective. Um, if you don't know who Jason Rance is, he's a Seattle guy, KTTH, conservative radio. Um, and he was at CHOP and a lot of those experiences are in the book. I've just started the book, so I'm sure I'll be be talking more about it. But um, yeah, it's really interesting because much of what he says is from the Seattle perspective, of which I've kind of been a part of for many, many years, but more specifically the, the whole Chop Chaz thing. That's where I kind of really started to, hey, what is going on here? This is, this is, some, this is some ridiculous shenanigans going on here. And if you haven't watched that Minneapolis the decline of Minneapolis, whatever that documentary is, watch that because there are some wild parallels to how they shut down and abandoned their police station, their precinct, exactly the same way Seattle did ours here. I mean, it's weird. I haven't heard anybody talk about that, but the whole thing, you don't abandon a police precinct. You just don't do that. Uh, let's give it up. It'll be fine. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'll, you know, it'll be the summer of love. Till two black kids got murdered. Oh, 
Yeah. Oh, that's awkward. That's and it's terrible, right? It's terrible. But you don't have police in an area, you kind of know that's coming. You don't have enough police running running Gotham. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Well, I'm, crime isn't going to go down. Let's just put it that way, right? If the New York Police Department is going to survive these staffing reductions, it cannot just keep squeezing cops for more hours. Yeah. That's what you've got. In so many industries right now, um, nursing, I just have them work some more overtime. We'll, we'll take what we've already got. We'll cobble it together. It should be fine. No, that that's not working. People... People don't want to work around the clock, believe it or not. I know that's shocking to hear, right? The workload is high. The streets are unsafe. Respect for law enforcement has dropped precipitously since the 2020 riots. And the inflict of influx of migrants have brought with it chaos. Where, where did we think we were going to go? That, <laughs> that's why you've got to have some order at the border, right? You got to have some kind of policy. What you got going on right now is just let her rip, let her fly. And it's not working out. It's not working out. I mean, it's just so clearly not for so many of these cities. You're seeing storyline after storyline after storyline after storyline. If you follow those, if not, I cover them right here. I just recorded one on how let's go Brandon Johnson. He decided to put up one of his three massive tents containing like between a thousand and two thousand people in winter in Chicago, going to put the illegal immigrants there. But this whole problematic concern of it being on a very toxic site, yeah, it didn't pass the EPA. Yeah, he's just going to throw a tent on there and call it good. Maybe a little crushed rock down on the ground, put up a tent, put all it should work out fine. Yeah, these are some of the decisions, just like this one here. Hey. We're sanctuary. Bring all your folks in that we, that we can handle. We'll take them all. Now you're down by the boss getting that good PR shot. Yeah, come on in. Welcome to America. Welcome to America. And I'm not trying to put down the illegal immigrants. I am putting down the policy behind it, which is at some point in time, you've got a city to run. You've got a budget to look at. When those things go by the, the wayside, who ends up suffering? Yeah, people in New York City, people of Chicago. People of Seattle, where you got church situations, it's like, it's just like, well, you got all these homeless people camping here and you got all these illegal immigrants and it's just not working out all that well because not everybody lives in Kumbaya land, right? Some, some people tend to go at it with others. They just do. Imagine that. I know it's shocking. So yeah, this is what you've got. You've got an implosion. And I've read these numbers multiple times and I'm like, this, this is, this is going to take New York City along with all of these other cities that have defunded their police a long time to work their way out of. If ever, more people will leave because life for the remaining officers will only get worse. It'll only get worse because you've got people retiring, you've got people quitting, you've got people making moves to other areas where policing wasn't, you know, just absolutely, you know, made fun of. We actually, we, we ridicule police officers here. Chop and chaz. It's one of the first things I noticed. You just ridicule the police officers. Well, unless you've got another option on who's coming when you call 911, I would say that's a hard no-go, right? And these officers now are saying, yeah, it's a hard no-go covering your ass. We're out of here. We're done. We're gone. If you think the workload is a high now, imagine what it will become as thousands more officers leave 
without anybody to replace them. And that's what we see consistently, don't we? A lot of people quitting, nobody filling the void. And the folks that are being allowed to test for police officer positions, let's just say they wouldn't have made it six, seven, eight, ten years ago, even close. It wouldn't even have been considered. They would have they would have bailed out on so many different, you know, testing metrics where they just weren't they're they're not up for the task of being a cop. But now these cities are so desperate to backfill, you know, what they can as far as bring in some new police blood, they're gonna take anybody. I mean, they're just they're gonna take it. That, that's how this has gone. And so it's all of these policies that are working against these communities. But these communities, this is what they get. This is what Seattle gets. This is what you want. This is what you voted in. Make that vote count. If you want something different, you need to choose some different people to run your cities. This whole stuff here isn't going to work. So this notion of, you know, mayor of New York City being tough on crime, well, he's kind of he's kind of just really jammed himself up, hasn't he? He really has. I'm for the illegal immigrants coming here. Uh, not so much. Hey, guys, could you send a few less? This whole virtue signaling thing has just has got these blue cities. Come. Don't know if they're coming or going. Number of police officers able to work the streets is actually lower than the number on the payroll, as many police officers with accumulated days off are running their time, taking time off until their retirement date, as they should if they've built up that time, run that time. You earned it. You earned it. Take that, take whatever it is coming to you. You know, this, this whole notion of "Ah, for the better of the city, whatever. As the number of police officers decreases, the work requirements being pushed by politicians keeps going up as part of the reform movement that began with George Floyd's death and the following riots. Again, going back to that the Minneapolis documentary that raises some very, very interesting questions as to how all of that went down. Right. And same thing with Seattle. How did, how do you give up a precinct? How do, how's that work? And that, you know, we'll never know because there was thousands of texts between the chief of police, fire department chief, mayor, a bunch of high level of, you know, folks within the city. All those texts were deleted. They're just, they just, they went somewhere. Yeah, I didn't, didn't do the setting on my phone right. The IT guy reset my phone, dropped mine in Puget Sound. Literally. That's a story. If you haven't, <laughs> check it out on this channel, News for Reasonable People. We've got a bunch of podcasts on that. Just type in <laughs> texts, Seattle texts. Type in something like that. So the article goes on. All this is recipe for public safety disaster. And it's hitting at a time when Mayor Adams has suddenly found himself beset by political attacks from all sides, especially from Washington, D.C. You've been following that? What's going on there? Mm, yeah. Mm. You seem to be in the crosshairs, Mr. Mayor of New York City. I don't know how clean or not Adams actually is, but I, along with others, can't but note that once he began criticizing President Biden for his immigration policies, the world has collapsed on the mayor. Yeah, we're sanctuary city. He's down there doing his PR stunt with you know buses coming in. 
And then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, we're going to need you, Mr. President, to come up with a game plan for the southern border because it's killing us up here in New York City. Uh, these ridiculous Republican governors sending all these people because they've been overrun for years. <laughs> what do you even say, right? What do you even say? Hello, McFly, anybody home? After decades in the public eye, Mayor Adams has suddenly become public enemy number one, a federal investigation, search warrants for his electronic device. They came up and just took three of his phones. And sexual assault allegation from 30 years ago suddenly pops up. All right, let's talk about the sexual assault for just one second. New York, state of New York, I think that was a statewide thing, um, went back and said, hey, as part of the Me Too movement, we're going to have this open time where anybody can basically bring a crime against them, sex, some kind of sexual assault deal against them, even though it may have totally run out the time period at which you can bring that up. They're kind of, they're, they're doing this one time. All right. Anybody who wants to file a suit, vast majority of these just get thrown out because you can't prove them. You can't prove them. So I know Axel Rose had one lead singer, Guns N' Roses, um, and a whole bunch of other people had them as well. Just a ton of people. And to me, it looks like a, obviously I know there are cases out there where people haven't been willing to come forward, but I think when you set up this kind of situation, all right, you got until January one, bring your suits. Then you get a lot of people popping up going, Hey, you know what? This might be a try for get some recognition. Maybe I'll settle, maybe get some kind of civil suit out of it. Who knows? But that to me is where the allegation from 30 years ago suddenly pops up. Who knows if that's true or not? Who knows, right? What a coincidence. What a coincidence. The bottom line is that New Yorkers are about to face years of crime problems largely caused by dangerous left-wing policies and Washington, D.C.'s driven crises. Ooh, yeah, that's... That's what we're talking about, right? You're talking about policies that should never be enacted because they're not reasonable. They're not smart. They're ridiculous. And how many people do you think one community can take on before things go tilt? What happens to your existing homeless population? So many questions, so few answers. But you know that because this is what we talk about here on News for Reasonable People day in and day out. Public policy gone sideways. I was explaining to somebody, a uh, guy helping me at Nordstrom. He's like, what's your, what's your podcast about? And I said, it's news for reasonable people. And I read news stories. And he goes, oh, what kind of news stories? And I said, ridiculous. And he goes, oh, okay. Well, here in Seattle, you should have those all. You, you should have just a ton of them, right? <laughs> he was actually a pretty smart guy. Not to say that most people in retail aren't. But I enjoyed talking with him and we were kind of going over, you know, what I talk about. And he was, <laughs> we were talking about, and I brought this up last night, somebody at uh, my gym. I'm like, did you know that Nordstrom sells Carhartt clothes now? Did you know that? I mean, and so the guy that was helping me get my clothes, he's like, yeah, I sell Carhartt clothes to kids who have never had a job. And they don't know what the brand Carhartt is really designed for. If you know what the brand Carhartt is designed for, you wouldn't expect them to be sold at Nordstrom. But they've become such, such a fashionable deal, right? Fashionable deal. But how this connects to my story is I think a lot of pretty average folks, and by average, I mean people just from all walks of life, are looking at cities like Seattle and going, 
Yeah, a lot of public policy there that mm, we need to scooch a little bit more to the middle there because it's not working. New York City, not working. We're watching these social experiments unfold in front of us. Jason Rance is writing about them, right? It's like, okay, here's what happened. Here's the end result. There are consequences for actions, and we are literally living through them. And I'm podcasting them. I always flip it around and say, hey, you know what? There's a lot of crappy stuff going on in Seattle, in Portland, in LA, San Francisco, New York City, Chicago. Job security for me. I got podcasts for days. Thanks for being here. I'll catch up with you in the next one. Bye for now. <laughs>